Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast. I am live from Puerto Rico and I was not supposed to be here. It was a last minute decision to come. I was going to stay home and make the most of the few days between Christmas and New Year's and work. And then somebody else pulled out and they had a non-refundable ticket to come. And so I decided to come. But We're still working a little. We're still podcasting because I said we definitely need to discuss the new year and just get in the new year spirit. You guys know me. I love New Year's Eve. I never go out on New Year's Eve, but I love the new year. I love a chance to just start fresh. And so I'm apologizing in advance. If you hear background noise, I'm doing my best to record with no recording device other than my laptop. So it's not going to be great, but it's going to be just the best that we can do anyways i hope you guys had an amazing christmas slash holiday i feel like it was kind of one of those weird years where like it i know everyone's like it doesn't feel like christmas whatever and i'm like i just think that there were so many ongoings of the world that were quite heavy and sad and that definitely like prohibited me from feeling in the holiday spirit and i i'm just thinking of everybody who had a harder time than usual because I feel like it's a harder year than usual and I feel very lucky and blessed to be surrounded by such supportive family members and loved ones but just remember not everything online is always as it seems and I just hope you guys got through if it felt like you had to get through and you're back home now and settling in and planning for the new year and getting excited about that. I'm currently very stressed out because I'm moving on the 5th of January. My boyfriend and I are just moving to a new unit in our building. But once you start the moving process, you realize just how not worth it it is and how it's almost more worth it to stay put where you are. But unfortunately, it's not like we don't have that option, but it's just not looking like our best option. So we're moving on the 5th. So I'm trying to get back kind of with haste i think i'll come back to the states on the first and then hopefully we'll be ready to move by the fifth but things are going to move super fast and then all of a sudden the book tour is going to start which is what i wanted to talk to you guys about today in fact there are still tickets available for many cities chicago and dc are going very fast but there's tickets for philly there's tickets for atlanta for nashville for st louis houston dallas austin san francisco and los angeles um and i just can't wait to see you guys there i'm still kind of like shocked that we've committed to this and we're doing it but I'm also excited and I think it's going to be incredible either way um whether you come or not whether you can make it or you can't but I hope to see you guys all there and I'm going to do some giveaways with some tickets because I know it is a little bit inaccessible but I'm going to be honest with you guys I've done everything I could possibly do to make the tickets as inexpensive as possible but at the end of the day the venues do set the prices so If you can't come, I promise you there's going to be more ways for us to meet and greet in the future in more accessible ways. And I'll always be pushing for ways to make it possible that we can all see each other. Um, If you've been wondering, will there be more tour dates? The answer is currently no. The only one that might be pending is Ann Arbor. But otherwise, what you see is what exists. And I hope you'll come hang out with me in one of the cities. I have announced that Girl Boss Town, Robin Del Monte, and Marley Diaz will be the guests in Boston, and Hallie and Jazz, along with my best friend Veronica Rasucci, who if you listen to this podcast you know very well, will be the guests in DC, and I'm so excited for that. That's just going to be wonderful, and so I hope that you guys will come out and just hang. I want to meet you. Like, I want to meet you, especially the podcast listeners. Like, of course, I want to meet every single person who read my book and everybody who follows me on Instagram and TikTok, but you guys know as the podcast listeners just 
how important you are to me and how special you are to me and I would love to meet you in person so come through if there are any cities that are easy for you to make it to I'd love to see you there I had a pretty tame Christmas I mentioned this online but we didn't do gifts under the tree this year well I brought many gifts to exchange but my parents are taking all of us and our significant others on a trip this summer and so instead of doing like a whole big Christmas gift thing um, we just exchanged gifts between one another which was really nice and my boyfriend gave me an aura ring I'm still trying to figure out the aura ring because my main and like chief concern that I've been running into is that they give you all these statistics like your heart rate and like your breathing rate and like sleep and all this shit but they don't really tell me like how to fix any of it like okay my sleep score was 76 last night but like how do I get it to be better and they're telling me I'm not meeting my daily activity goals which is a little triggering because like I thought I exercised and I'm like okay they're telling me I for four hours I was sitting down okay like sorry relax and then it's like they're telling me my heart rate is just like through the roof and I don't really know what to do about that either I'm like okay like how do I get it down though and so this is my biggest problem with it like they're telling me like my sleep was fair and I'm like okay well tell me how I get it better I just want to fix it thanks okay apparently my heart rate is 88 right now that sounds really high like I think I'm gonna make a fucking appointment with a cardiologist because of this thing and they're gonna just tell me that I'm anxious okay so I just returned from dinner so I took a brief break from podcasting um I was only five minutes in when I started but I also had two glasses of wine so that's any indication for how this is going to go um but back to what I was saying before there's a bug flying around my room and that's super annoying but back to what I was saying before I just think that this aura ring might be more trouble than it's worth but I'm not going to say that to my boyfriend and I'm not going to say that out loud beyond the realms of this podcast at this moment in time I'm not entirely sure but at this point like every time I look at it I'm stressed out I'm like oh my health isn't good like oh my sleep is bad and I'm like okay good this could improve my sleep more but I'm like stressing out like why was my sleep bad in the first place you know what I mean and do I want to change the habits to make it effectively better I'm not sure but anyway I got an aura ring and to be honest I do really like it so far like I like the look of it I like the weight of it I like having something to check it's not as intensive as an apple watch um though I don't have an apple watch I actually don't know for sure but like I feel like it's not as intensive as an apple watch it's not like telling me like stand up halfway through the day and things like that but ultimately it's not my favorite thing I've ever seen at this point, but I'm still trying to figure it out. I feel like I have to watch some of those videos. It's like how to make an aura ring work or whatever else. Um, and then it'll be better, but jury's out on the aura ring. One thing I have been doing that I wanted to talk about is that I have been closely following the whole Gypsy Road Blanchard saga. Again, sorry if you hear voices outside. This is the best I can do at this moment in time um, because she was released from prison today. It's December 28th. And so she was released from prison today. And so I was re-watching the act with my brother and his girlfriend because they hadn't seen it. And that's the dramatization of Gypsy Rose's situation um, starring Joey King. It's truly iconic. Like it's so well done. And it caused me to think about how joey king has sort of been memed but she's like a super duper talented actress and i'm kind of confused why she's been memed like on some level i'm like okay like i get it people become memes and memes are funny and like i regularly take in if not make memes but another point that i want to make is like why did she become a meme i don't think i necessarily understand like why she became a meme and furthering that i just like I don't appreciate it given the fact that I think she's like incredibly incredibly talented and I think the act is the perfect example of like Joey King's talent and I know that sounds ridiculous because at this point like 
everything's a meme, but I just feel bad for her. And also, I'm really excited for Gypsy Rose to get out of prison, but it causes me to wonder, is this whole social media storm around her prison release going to be incredibly, incredibly detrimental to Gypsy Rose's development, um, like, in the outside world? And, like, I mean, did she stand a chance to begin with? Like, is she kind of, like... Are her struggles going to set her back to a point that it doesn't matter that she's like blown up on social media without her knowing? I don't know. Like, I really feel like, sorry, the dog is now with me. I really feel like that she should stay offline. And this is like one of those times that I've reflected on TikTok and Instagram and been like, wow, like if I was Gypsy Rose, the last thing I'd want to do is see everything that's going on online. And that kind of makes me sad because I like love the internet and I appreciate it. But I don't know if you guys have seen it. Like she's essentially become... Um, a meme for lack of a better phrase but not in a bad way like more like an icon like people are like advocating for her and it's a super positive representation of her but I think it would be super overwhelming to have no access to the internet at any point in your life really and then log on and realize you've become a low-key sensation like how do you grapple with that so I've been thinking a lot about her and then we started to watch the act and I highly recommend it I mean it's a little scary for me personally. Like you guys know me, I can't watch things that have to do with like health stuff and death. And so it's like kind of, it teeters the line, but I watched it in college. So I've seen it before. So I feel sort of like in control, which is a thing about me. If I have seen something in the past, I'm much, much better at watching it again because I feel like in control of what happens next. Like I am in control of the narrative in a way. So I would recommend the act. I'm reading this book called, or I just actually finished it just now. It's called The Chelsea Girls. And I think, okay, so it was recommended to me on the basis of the fact that it's kind of similar to City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. And I would say that's kind of a stretch. Like it's about New York and it's about women that lived in the Chelsea Hotel, which if you don't know is like a writer's emporium, like a artist's emporium really. There was like actors, writers, musicians, photographers, like costume designers, everyone lived in the Chelsea Hotel and it's still in New York. It's such an institution for the longest time. Um, So it's about that and it centers around this girl. She's a playwright. She's a director. It's during like the 1950s, during the Red Scare, Joseph McCarthy, communism, all that good stuff. It's it's a good book. I would say if you're looking for like a beach easy read and you're obsessed with City of Girls and like you're a true theater kid and you understand the importance of the Chelsea Hotel, you would love it. I know that's like a really niche recommendation, but I was not like riveted by it. I kind of finished it because I had to, but I started it like four days ago. So it's like not that crazy that I'm already like it. I'm already done. It's the 28th. I started it four days ago. I've had a lot of dedicated time to read. I am going to read The Idiot, which people think it's crazy that I haven't read it. I think I actually have read it, but I just don't remember. I don't know if that happens to you guys, but if you're an avid reader, not to be like, oh, if you're an avid reader like me, but if you're an avid reader, I feel like sometimes you'll forget that you've read things before. Like I picked up my copy of it from home and I was like, oh, I don't know if I've ever read this before. And then I like kind of like sifted through it and I was like oh shit like I like annotated this whole book like I think I've read it before but I definitely have absolutely no recollection hi dog and so I think that I'm going to read it again that's what I'm going to start next and that'll probably take me into my first read of 2024 I don't know if this ever happens to you guys but I'm certainly in a bit of a music rut right now so if you have any recommendations to get me out of it please let me know because I'm kind of in one of those places where like none of my favorite artists has released music lately and I'm kind of like okay when am I gonna when am I gonna get that next drop like when am I gonna get that next album that I'm obsessing over where's reputation Taylor's version kind of a vibe because currently I'm in this rut where like I just don't even want to listen to music I know that sounds crazy I hope somebody understands what I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say is 
nobody is releasing good music right now and I'm like kind of in a drought of pop culture news and I think the reason is like the time period between Christmas and New Year's like why would there be pop culture news of course Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater stepped out for a date night but is that really news like they looked weird well mostly he did and I don't try to say that in a mean way I mean I kind of do you I'm not a fan like I'm trying my best to like support my girl in times of trouble you know like let it be let it go let myself let myself just let go of it you know what I mean but it's 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 I don't know it's something and that's like really the only pop culture news that's happened like I've been actively struggling to get a sip of some other kind of pop culture news in the past few days and there's just hardly anything I mean of course there's um the commentary on the Kardashian Christmas decorations which to me is interesting that that's like a hot topic because everyone's like oh my god like if I had money like why would you ever um why would you ever make your Christmas decorations so boring because they do like very understated Christmas decorations and I'm like I don't know there's like so there's like so many other things that we could be like discussing but I feel like that's a silly piece of pop culture news like I want juice I want meat I'm hoping 2024 brings me some drama something like Scandaval something that's going to take my mind away from all of the other idle things that I'm stressing over and just let me ride it out like I miss those things. Do you know what I mean? I guess one thing about 2023 is that it was an excellent year for pop culture. The shit that happened, the shit that we got, like how lucky we were as lovers of pop culture. Like as people who adore the drama and adore the tea, like I I was just, I was in heaven all year. And I don't know if 2024 will be able to match up, but I'm really hoping it does because I need it. I just know I have a stressful year in coming and there's nothing that I want more this coming year than to be surrounded by useless, mindless tea. Like, what could you ask for that's better than just exponential amounts of random tea that doesn't matter? That's exactly what I want. That's exactly what I need. I want to put my brain in rice and let it just, I just want to let it let it heal but unfortunately we can't do that so we're gonna talk about 2024 today and new years and resolutions and the eve of and everything of the sort and again i'm apologizing for the equality in advance because i wanted this to be a great episode but unfortunately things didn't go my way and i'm not where i thought i was gonna be but we're still podcasting because we love you and i love you and and that's where we're at okay so first and foremost let's talk about new year's eve and the pressures of new year's eve so I write about this in my book, and if you've gotten to the end, you've certainly read this part in this chapter, but I've never really been a huge New Year's Eve girl. I, like, for, it's not for lack of trying, though. Like, I always wanted to be a huge New Year's Eve girl. My family took a lot of trips between Christmas and New Year's growing up, which I'm very lucky to say, so I didn't really have, like, those New Year's experiences. Also, my family just goes to bed early, so it was never, we were never a big New Year's house. Um, the first time we were home for New Year's was my freshman year of college when my mom was sick, so we didn't travel, and I went out, um, and, like, it was really, like, an inconsequential night. Basically, what happened was, um, I had people over for a pregame, and, like, some of my friends got invited to this party, but other of us didn't, and we all went together, and some of us got in, but other people weren't allowed in, so I didn't go in, because I was like, well, even though I'm allowed in, I'm not gonna, like, ditch other people, so I ended up going home, and at the clock struck 12, and I was, like, texting my ex-boyfriend and crying, like, it was totally terrible, 
Um, so that was my freshman year. And then sophomore year, I had a similar situation where I went out to a party like with my friend group and I was texting the same guy and like sobbing and so hysterical. So I left early because he was like making me upset. And then when I got home, things got really crazy because my brother was dating this girl and her parents didn't allow them to go upstairs in the house because like they had rules about them being alone in the house and whatever but like she was throwing up on like new year's eve so he had to bring her home and had to bring her upstairs and the parents caught him upstairs and they were mad at him and he didn't have uber on his phone because he was in high school so i had to uber him home and then we ate cheese in the kitchen and we just sat and talked and it was like actually nice but again a failed new year's and this is for somebody who would always put so much pressure on the holiday because in high school i didn't really have like the ability to celebrate the holiday because we're always away so I really wanted to in college I wanted to claim it I wanted it to be mine and two years in a row completely and totally failed and then my junior year my boyfriend didn't want to come on the family vacation even though he was invited and like that's his right to not want to come but it just felt like it felt like we both knew it was ending honestly because he didn't want to come to the trip and it ended not soon after that or soon after that rather um but it was just like a sad new year's and then like my senior year again i just like it was sad and then um we were on family trips again and then now like i kind of have a similar situation where like even when i am with my boyfriend and my family like nobody no one's big new year's people they're not big going out people so kind of resolved to the fact that it's like not really a holiday for me like It's not really something that I'm going to get to celebrate at like the level and volume that I've always wanted because even when I've tried, it's like not come to fruition. And so I've had a lot of thoughts about New Year's Eve and the pressure surrounding New Year's Eve. And I always think that holidays, like when you think about like, oh, what was the best night out of 2023? It probably wasn't the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. It probably wasn't even your birthday. It was probably some random night that you went out with your friends and you ended up just having the best time. And I feel like New Year's Eve is eerily similar to that, where it's like a random night where you go out and you end up having the best time ever. And that becomes the the best night of the year. That becomes the night that you're like, oh my God, do you guys remember that night, that random night where nobody wanted to go out and then we ended up going and we had the best time. And so that's kind of the energy that I would, ha- I would take to New Year's Eve now if I were to be going out now. I'd want to approach it with like, this does not have to be the best night of my year. It probably won't be the best night. It's probably not going to be the most exciting, the most fun, the most chaotic, the most crazy. It's probably just going to be another one of those nights and hopefully it's a good time but if it's not I'm not going to put like pressure on myself and I'm not going to make it this whole thing I'm just going to go and have fun that's what how I would approach it if I was going out because I think when you have pressure to make something incredible it never is going to reach your expectation because the expectation is something that you're basing off of Pinterest it's like you're basing it off of movies and tv shows and media and and like instagram models you're not actually basing your expectations off of reality and that's okay you know we all do that we all have to aspire to something and have something to look up to and like to be honest like i base my life off pinterest boards every day or at least try to but i think one thing that we have to keep in mind is that you're never going to amount to your expectations when your expectations are simply not reality or it's manufactured reality like social media And you just have to go into it instead with like a completely open mind and just like a blank page. And the goal should be that you have a good time. If you're going out this New Year's Eve, I want your one and only goal to be I have a good time. My friends and I are safe and I have a good time. And that's it. 
if you're experiencing a lot of pressure to go out and you just don't want to don't and i know that's like easier said than done especially when you have friends and people in your ear being like please come out with us we want you to come out with us come on it's so much fun it's new year's eve blah 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 it's just a day and i'm not trying to patronize anybody who wants to go out and wants to have a good time again i want you to do whatever you want to do but if you don't want to go out again it's literally just a day if your friends were to unfriend you because you don't want to go out on New Year's Eve, they are not your friends. Those aren't people that we want to be surrounded by. Those are people that are in your friendship for alternate reasons. It's not because they love you. It's not because they value you. And I'm not trying to hurt you by saying that. I'm trying to say that you deserve much better than people who base their opinions on you on whether or not that you want to socialize on New Year's Eve. Like there are so many reasons why you just might not be feeling going out this year and that is totally okay. Maybe you weren't invited to anything and that's also okay. I'm going to be honest, I was not invited to anything. Before I knew I was coming to Puerto Rico and I was going to be with my mom on New Year's Eve, I was like trying to manufacture plans, but I was like inviting myself to things. Like I was I was like, oh, I think I might want to go out. That could be fun if I'm going to be alone anyway because my boyfriend's on a family trip. So I was like, if I'm going to be alone anyway, like I could go out, like maybe I should go do something. I was literally inviting myself to parties. So if you want to go out, the option is there. I know like, this is an interesting piece of advice I've gotten before, but like you always have a choice and I know the choice might be something that you don't want to do, but you still have a choice. Like you have a choice to ask somebody, can I come to that? You have a choice to buy a ticket to a party and go. You have a choice to reach out to that old friend and say, what are you doing on New Year's Eve? You might not want to take that choice or that option, but it exists. So if you haven't been invited to anything, again, you're not a loser. I wasn't either. And if you want to go somewhere, you still can. You can make plans. You are in control of what you do on New Year's Eve. Even if you don't think that you are, strip it all down. You're in control of your decision to stay in if you want to stay in, to go out if you want to go out, to make plans if you want to make plans. I've had a lot of people in my DMs also struggling with like, how do I break it to my friends that I don't want to go out? And I think you just have to say, hey, I'm really not up for it this year. I want everybody to have fun doing whatever they like to do. But if anybody wants to come over to my apartment or my house and have a quiet night, watch the movies, drink some champagne, that would be so fun. Like, propose an alternative idea don't yuck anybody's yum like some people love going out on new year's eve and that's their right like it's a drunken night for a reason and will i be experiencing a bit of fomo looking at instagram stories yeah i already know i can already tell you with 100 certainty that i will be sad on new year's eve is it because i'm not going out no is it because i'm not with my friends no because my friends don't even go out it's because i really would love to be with my boyfriend on new year's eve and it's just not going to work out this year and I'm going to be sad. I know that going in, but I'm in control of not the situation, but my reaction to the situation. So my reaction to the situation is my mom and I are going to go out for a lovely dinner and we're going to drink and we're going to have fun and we're going to laugh and we're just going to have a good time and we're going to do everything in our control to have a good time. And you can do everything in your control to have a good time too within your circumstances. And that's what I'm trying to make clear. You get to decide and you get to choose what you do this New Year's Eve and it is just a day. It's just a night. Your best night of 2024 is going to be 100 nights before it's New Year's. I promise your best night of 2023 is going to be 100 nights before it's New Year's. Like some people, maybe it's the best night of their life, but I think that's a minority. If you are going to go out and you are single, I really want you to take the pressure off of having a New Year's kiss. Number one, 
if you have a crush or you kind of like somebody and they maybe you don't know if they like you back or there's been no sing- signals you do not want to kiss them for the first time on new year's eve reason being a lot of times a new year's kiss is seen as a nothing like i've kissed my friends on new year's eve before at midnight because it's just like oh it's new year's everybody kisses when the ball drops like might as well kiss like three two one happy new year you don't want your first moment of affection with this person who you like to be something that could be a throwaway in their mind. You don't want lines to get crossed. You don't want feelings to get confused. I want you to make this as clear for you as possible if you have affection for somebody. If you have mutual aff- affection and you both know you like each other, of course kiss, kiss each other on New Year's. If you have a partner or a significant other, of course kiss each other on New Year's. Kiss a random on New Year's for all I care, but I just think the pressure to have a New Year's kiss is so silly and so stupid and I'm all about manifesting and I feel like you should spend the first few moments of your year doing something that you like feel good about and like you should just spend the first few moments of your year feeling good and if you hype up all this pressure around getting a new year's kiss and then you don't get it and you spend the first few moments of your 2024 disappointed like I would just hate to see that happen I want you to spend the first few moments of your your year empowered and if that means you kiss somebody random then that's what you should do but Remember that people are attracted to our energy. So if the energy that you're putting out is, for lack of a better phrase, desperate or searching or seeking, people are not attracted to people searching, hunting, seeking. People are attracted to somebody who is thriving, somebody who has a very clearly full cup, somebody who is living a confident, assured life. So if you're going out this New Year's Eve and you know you want to get a New Year's kiss, go out, be confident and have a good time. Be the person at the bar having the best time there. That is how you got the New Year's kiss. It is not about searching, seeking or like desperately looking around. And if you put pressure on it, like I have to have a New Year's kiss, I promise you, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed because even if you have that New Year's kiss, it's probably not going to be Prince Charming, but like just a guy. And so what I really want you to do is make your intention having fun and feeling empowered going into the new year. And I just think that you should spend the first few moments of your new year doing something that you love and that you feel good about. And if that's sleeping, that's sleeping. You do not need to go out this new year's. I'm not like I'm with my mom. Like I'm, I'm not even like, is there anything more for lack of a better phrase, quote, lame, unquote? No, it's not lame. Cause to me, it's what I want to be doing. Like it's, it's my situation that I'm not in control of. So I'm trying to control the circumstance and we're going to have a good time. But ultimately like I wish I was with my boyfriend. That's just not going to happen for me this year. And so I'm trying to have this positive outlook and controlling my, controlling the outcome of my emotions. My emotions right now are sad, lonely, And I'm trying to control those emotions and keep them at bay and say, hey, I can't control feeling this way. I cannot control feeling sad and lonely, but I can control what happens next. And what happens next is making the most of the fact that I'm not with my boyfriend this year, but hopefully I'll be with him for every year to come. Okay, but now we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. And if you have been here for a while, you might know that I'm super not fond of New Year's resolutions. Reason being, I just don't like the language behind it. And I think language is so important when we're talking about anything. Like that's why they teach linguistics as a college class. Like language is so important. And New Year's resolution is just you resolving to do something by the end of the year. And that's so finite and so permanent. And I think it just sets us up to be incredibly disappointed with ourselves at the end of the year because unfortunately life gets in the way. 
We have sickness, challenges, depression, sadness, loneliness, laziness, just shit happens, life happens, and all of a sudden, the things that we, quote, resolved to do, unquote, have become impossible, and then we get to the end of the year, and we're scrolling social media, and we see hundreds of people telling us everything they accomplished in the year, and it's fucking exhausting. We feel like shit about ourselves, and I'm not gonna lie, guys, like, I made some mood boards last year, and nothing came true. Like literally nothing. I'm standing at the other end of this year and I'm happy and I'm healthy and I'm confident and I'm proud of myself, but I didn't make any bestseller lists, which is something I really wanted to do. I didn't work with the brands that I included on my mood boards. I felt like I just came up short like a million times over. And when I reflect, even on the healthy goals I set, I'm like, damn, I didn't I didn't accomplish anything that I wanted to accomplish. And I think that that just adds to my mindset about New Year's resolutions. And even I'm going to present an alternative that I think is really great. But even like mood boarding, like I love mood boarding and I'm going to do it this year because I think that mood boarding and having a Pinterest mood board is a really positive way to manifest. But all I'm trying to tell you is I didn't accomplish anything I put on my mood board last year, literally nothing. And I looked at it and I was like, damn, I feel kind of crappy looking at this and like seeing everybody else post their mood boards and everything that came true. And does that mean I had a bad year? Definitely not, but it just it just made me feel bad. So I feel like New Year's resolutions, they really set us up to feel disappointed. And like I lost two months out of this year, almost three, um, in the ho- in and out of the hospital, super unhealthy, going through some health scares and like I should feel like really empowered and proud of myself that I just got to the other end of a tough year. Even though people have had it harder, you can drown in an ocean, you can drown in a puddle. I should just be proud of myself. And I think New Year's resolutions really box us in. I also struggle with goals because I feel like they put a cap on our potential because when we're shooting for the stars, like what if there's something beyond the stars that you could go for even further? So I don't do New Year's resolutions. I also think a lot of times New Year's resolutions are super definitive, finite statements like, lose weight, learn a language, do this thing, try this thing, accomplish this goal. And it's like, that doesn't instill in us healthy habits for years to come. That's just us working against the clock to accomplish some arbitrary concrete goal and feeling shitty about ourselves when we don't do it because inevitably life got in the way and we weren't able to do it. And so we're rewriting the script when it comes to New Year's resolutions and we're not doing them anymore because they make us feel bad, but definitely still mood board if you want to and we'll get there. So instead, we're going to do New Year's aspirations. And I like the word aspiration because you're aspiring towards something. And I feel like that insinuates healthy habits and just setting like more long-term goals. And it's not like finite or definitive, like resolve, resolution. It's aspire, aspiration. And I love that. So I am going to like walk you through the six aspirations that I set every single year and I think it's a super like good positive structure and it just like it's healthier it makes you feel good and that's that's what we need okay so the first aspiration is for your mental health so that's something that is strictly for your mental health so for me I'm gonna try to go to therapy once a week because sometimes I go to therapy every other week or sometimes I go to therapy once a month like when I just get sidetracked or busy but I'm really going to prioritize my mental health and going to therapy every single week because I feel like I need it so I'm gonna do that um the second one is for your physical health and so this is really silly but I'm gonna drink more water 
Um, I mentioned this, but I had a really tough year with my physical health. I had appendicitis and then I got my diagnoses for PCOS and endometriosis and while that opened up a door to a lot of answers it also created more questions and caused me to feel really discouraged and I just I want to do the simple things drink more water eat really nourishing meals every single day and not like just fast food when I grab and go like really dedicate myself to meal prepping and nourishing my body as much as possible um I really want to go to earlier workout classes and get better sleep. So those are some physical goals that I have for myself. The next one is the selfish one. And that's something that you're choosing to do or opting to do selfishly for yourself and for nobody else. Like nothing else, nobody else, just you. This is a goal, an aspiration for just you to be selfish for you. I haven't come up with mine yet, but this can be just something that you're consistently doing for yourself. Maybe you want to hone in on your personal style and you want to go shop more and treat yourself to a wardrobe upgrade. Maybe you're going to like get a full makeover and like get your hair different and get your nails done more consistently. Maybe your selfish goal is that you're going to join a club or a group where you're going to make more friends. Maybe your selfish goal is that you're going to sign up for a super like high-end luxury gym membership for yourself. Maybe you want to take more time off and allow yourself to relax more. Maybe you want to get a monthly massage or maybe you want to Go visit home more. This is something that's going to feed just you. It's not about anybody else. It's not about your work. It's about just you. We also are going to do a selfless goal. And that's something that you're going to do for someone else. Whether that's volunteering or something philanthropic. Whether that's going and checking in on your grandmother some more. Whether that's calling home more often or visiting home more often. Or doing something specific for your partner or your friends. It's a selfless goal that is an aspiration that you're going to set for serving other people. So it's kind of the antithesis of the selfish one, but I think it's good to have both because they're opposites, they balance each other. Then we're gonna have the big massive goal and that's just something giant that you really, really want to make come true this year. Maybe that's a promotion at work. Maybe that's you really want like a certain fitness goal to actualize. Like you want to run a marathon. I mean, that's a huge one. But I think the idea of this is that it's not necessarily something you're going to attain or achieve within 2024. It could be. And that would be great if on the first day of 2025, like you've attained this goal. It's more so a goal that you're working toward actualizing and it might happen in 2024 but you might just be planting the seeds and that can really be anything and I can't tell you what that's going to be for you because it's important that you really reflect on your life and think about what is one big thing that I really want to get started on this year I think that's where you start with that one what is one big thing I want to get started this year and then the last one is something that gets you going toward a hobby or an activity So this is the aspiration that's going to get you started on a new hobby or a new activity that's separate from work, that's maybe separate from your friend group, that's something that you just do for yourself. Maybe that's knitting, baking, cooking, you join a class, you start hiking, rock climbing, I don't know, think outside the box, a new hobby. Hobbies feed us and they make our lives worth living and they give us balance and they teach us things. And I think it's so important to set goals that are both selfish and about hobbies and activities because a lot of times like... Throughout our whole childhood, it's so important to have hobbies. Like when we're in elementary school, middle school, high school, hobbies, activities, extracurriculars, they call it. They're so integral to our development and success. And same with college. It's so important to have hobbies, activities, extracurriculars. Then we get into adult life and it's like all of a sudden people aren't talking about that. And it's like, well, what about how important that was for 18 plus years? And now I'm standing here and I don't have any. 
and or I have some, but I have no outlet for it. I want you to find the outlet. That's what I want you to do with this aspiration. And those are your six New Year's aspirations. I do want to say if you're in the same boat as I am, disappointed or realizing you didn't meet your goals or your expectations for the year, that is okay. And I'm telling this to you as much as I'm telling it to me. You got through, okay? It's December 28th and you made it to the other side. You got through the year. And I don't think you understand the gravity of that. Some years are really hard. Some years suck. You are strong. It is worth celebrating getting to the other side of this year. It is worth celebrating that you made it. That's fucking worth celebrating. It's just a year. Is it a long time? Yes. Should we also be grateful for it? Yes. Is it also a blip? Yes. Can it also suck? Yes. So many things can be true at one time. A multitude of truths can be contained within a year. I feel like I am an entirely different person from who I was in 2023. I feel like I am an entirely different person from who I was in January of 2024. And I am so immensely grateful. Am I upset that some of my visions for the year didn't play out in the way I wanted them to? Of course. Am I immensely grateful that I'm still standing here alive and happy? Also, yes. I think we have to acknowledge the fact that so many of our emotions going into a new year can be true at once. I'm hesitant now to like set aspirations because I'm looking back on the year and I'm like, damn, like maybe I shot too high or like, damn, maybe I didn't focus on this, that or the other thing enough. But ultimately, I'm grateful and I'm proud and I'm standing here ready to go. And I'm taking in all of these emotions one by one and like saying, hi, nice to meet you. Let's figure out what that is and why I feel that way. Hi, nice to meet you. Let's figure out what that is and why I feel that way. I am acknowledging every single emotion coming into me right now about this upcoming year. And I'm trying to take them all in stride. So I asked you guys questions or like talking points, things you wanted me to talk about on my new year's podcast and you gave me a lot of good options and so i'm going to read through these and there's a lot but i'm gonna get just get through a few because i know we've already been talking for like 40 minutes but i feel like you'll love it okay let's see let's see let's see let's see let's see how do you keep aspirations going in the motivation after mid-january i put up my aspirations somewhere i can see them so like i take a poster board and i hang it up in my room and I make it my phone lock screen and I pin it everywhere. Like it's in my bathroom, it's in my bedroom. Like I keep my goals visible because if they're not visible, I have so much going on and I know you guys do too. You guys are busy gals, guys, gays, whoever you are, you're busy. I know you're busy, you're, you're getting your work done. And I think when we don't have our goals visible, they're just going to slip us by and we're going to forget about them. Keep your aspirations visible. Get a big poster board, write them all down, make it pretty, put glitter, some markers, make it gorgeous and hang it up in your room or your bathroom or your space. Make your phone wallpaper, whatever you have to do to make it visible to you so every single week you're checking in and you're continuing to look and say, okay, I see this. I'm here with it. This is where we're at with it. I'm continuing to keep going. Like I'm going to keep beating on. All right. Okay. Let's see. Oh, that's a good one. Someone asked, do I set goals for every month of the year? I do journal every month of the year and I have journaling methods that I use every, every month of the year. I don't really set goals for every month of the year. I kind of keep my aspirations in the back of my mind. And as things come up, like for example, I talked about this on TikTok, but 
I was a finalist for the Forbes 30 under 30 social media list this year, which I found out in July. I was emailed that I had been nominated and nobody on my team nominated me and I didn't nominate myself. And so all of this BS about you can pay to be on the list, I don't, I wouldn't know how. I don't think it's a real rumor because as somebody who was not nominated by somebody that I know, there was never an option to like pay to be on the list. Like there was that would like, I just didn't get on um, and other people did and I'm so happy for them. But that was not a goal that I went into 2023 having because I never thought that I would be in consideration for something like the Forbes 30 under 30 list. That felt like way too lofty of a goal. But it became a aspiration of mine throughout the year after I found out that I was nominated and a finalist and I was manifesting and thinking a lot about it. So I think a lot of times while my general aspirations are kind of like those big six things that I discussed and those are the things that I'm hanging up on my wall and continuing to come back to, month by month things will come up that I'll add I'll add to my list and I'll add to the fold and I'll I'll keep thinking about throughout throughout the year. Okay, somebody said how to set healthy goals for yourself in college and what I want you to do is every goal you set, I want to dock it in half. So if that's like by the end of the year, I want to read 100 books, 50, 50 books because you're in college and college is a lot. Adulting is a lot and it's hard and I want you to set realistic aspirations for yourself. Or if it's like I want to like do this thing, no, I want you to start doing it. I want you to start working toward it. Do you know what I mean? Like every goal that you have for yourself, dock it in half. I want to go to four workout classes a week, two, two. That's attainable. Two is attainable. Four, when you're in college and you're a college student and there's so much going on and you're also trying to get your footing on adulting, it's just too difficult. So I would say every single like big wig goal that or aspiration that you come up with for yourself, I just want you to dock it in half or take it down a notch because logistically and realistically you're not going to be able to accomplish four workout classes a week in college maybe you will that's just an example and I want you to be setting setting your sights on things that you can actually get done because then you're going to feel inspired to do more okay this is an interesting one somebody said they want to be more informed of current events in 2024 and what they should do and I think for starters download a few good apps like CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, wherever it is that you want to get your news. Um, There's tons of news sites and you can do your own research to decide what is going to serve you the best and then turn on alerts. Um, I have CNN alerts and New York Times alerts. So whenever something happens, I'm pretty immediately informed and they are always going to alert about the big events, but you can also turn on events like local New York City events, or you can turn on like notifications for political things like You can turn on further notifications if you want to be even more informed, but I don't think you have to start so majorly where you're like reading the newspaper or getting up every single day and watching the news. I think it can be as small as turning on those alerts, downloading those apps on your phones, and just getting in the habit of having news throughout the day cycling onto your phone. It can be a little bit tough when the news gets super heavy, but you can always put yourself on do not disturb and take a break, but ultimately that would be my first piece of advice for you. Okay, you guys want to hear about some of my favorite things of the year, some of my favorite items, and um, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk you through it. So the first thing that I would say is like clean beauty. So say, S-A-I-E, I love it, and merit. 
Those have been two of my favorite makeup brands throughout all of 2023, and I'm really taking them into 2024. They've been so incredible. So I would say those. Having like a good dedicated hair care routine with like my silk pillowcase, and then I got a special towel that's just for drying my hair. And then I have like all of my products that I use um, when I wash my hair, and having like a hair wash schedule has also been something that I've been like super dedicated to in 2023 and hoping to take into 2024 as well. Another thing is just like good cookware and like great kitchen utensils. I feel like I'm more inspired to want to cook when it's easy for me, like when my knives are actually sharp and good opposed to like the crappy Target knives that I had forever. And it's like, why would I want to cook when I have like a broken cutting board and crappy knives? So really investing, I think what I'm trying to say is investing in the things that bring me that make me healthier and a better person and that's a mentally healthy physically healthy like all around healthier and a better more rounded more well-rounded person has been so important and things like really great cookware have been amazing for that I would also say reformer pilates has been amazing as has hot yoga like I've absolutely loved doing reformer pilates and hot yoga all year round and that's made me feel so good and just so much better and like doing cycle tracking for my period cycle has also been amazing and I would say like that's maybe one of my favorite things of 2023 but I think really like the health breakthroughs that I've been having because of my diagnoses that I got and everything like that have also been some of my favorite things one word saying I'm yours the real real oh my god was it the year of the real real for me like I reinvented my closet using the real real and using secondhand designer shopping like even Poshmark and eBay and um Vestaire Collective to find pieces for my closet in an affordable manner has been so fucking awesome and even when it isn't vintage or secondhand designer but it's like just like old free people stuff that people put up there I'm not kidding you when I say I am dedicated to the cause that is the real real I will always be it is my shit it is my world it will forever be my shit and my world and I will keep pushing I will keep shopping on the real real in 2024 Okay, I really like this one, how to honor a year that didn't go your way. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit throughout the episode, but for me, it's really about making it as simple as possible and realizing that I'm alive and I have my loved ones and I have um, so many good things and like keeping that gratitude list and remembering all the things I'm grateful for in tandem with realizing things I want to improve on and things that I want to get better at has just been so helpful always make it as simple as possible you are alive you are breathing you are standing here you are listening to this what a gift like what a gift and I try not to be so like woo woo hippie whatever but seriously what a gift to be able to be standing listening to a podcast to be able to be walking around to be able to be breathing and enjoying your favorite foods and your favorite music and your favorite people even when the year didn't go your way even if you didn't get anything done that you would have liked to even if You didn't reach the goals and aspirations that you originally intended to. You're alive and you're here and what a gift. I always try to make things as simple as possible and that's that's really deeply how I feel about when you're reflecting on a year that didn't necessarily go your way. Somebody asked for my biggest 2023 setback and it would probably be getting sick with appendicitis if I had to choose. Um, It took about two months of my life, three months to fully get back on track But I think it was a good, like, lesson. I'm trying to find the silver lining in everything about the year as I'm approaching 2024. And there was definitely a lesson in that whole situation. Am I ready to know it fully and embrace it? 
Not necessarily. Am I interested in revisiting it in a level very loud and voluminous at this moment in time? No, but I would definitely say that was my biggest setback and I'm still trying to learn from it. Okay, this is the last question I'm going to answer. Somebody asked me, how do I manifest? How do I go about manifesting? I want you to write a letter to the universe asking for exactly what you want and be hyper-specific. Whether that's career goal, whether that's love, whether that's a move, whatever it is that you want, you have to be hyper-fucking-specific and you have to write the letter thanking the universe for bringing that thing into your life because the universe is going to bring that thing into your life. You have to trust me on that and you have to trust the universe on that and it's a little bit delulu, but I promise you it works. Other things you can do, talk about it. Put it out into the earth. Future you has what current you is working toward. Okay, let me say it again. Future you has what current you wants and is working toward. You now need to will it into existence. Bring it into your life. Talk about it out loud. Be sure that it's coming your way. Understand that you deserve it. Make a Pinterest board. There's nothing, there's no better way to visually manifest than making a Pinterest board and make a mood board. We haven't really talked about mood boards in this episode and I know I said nothing of my mood boards came true, but I'm still going to make them again. Will the things into your life. The universe said, Eli, it's not your moment for these things right now. And I've made peace with that. I'm going about the year doing the same thing again because I want to will different things into my life and maybe some of the same things into my life and maybe I will be ready for them this time around um don't people always say like oh when you wish on your birthday cake you can't say your wish no you have to shout your wish from the motherfucking rooftops will it into your life believe it's gonna happen okay I'm kind of getting tired but I think we're gonna have a beautiful 2024 I really do feel at the end of the day that this is gonna be an incredible year for us and and I love it Like, I love what's coming our way in 2024. I feel it. I'm here with you. I'm looking at you, thinking about you, willing everything you want into existence as well. Remember, if you stay in at school, if you go out at school, don't put pressure on yourself to have a New Year's kiss. Just put yourself in this moment of recognizing that you made it to the other side of this year and that's pretty fucking badass and pretty fucking cool and that you're going to make it to the other end of 2024 as well and you're going to do it getting everything that you so deserve in this life. I love you so much. Happy, happy New Year's. There's your virtual kiss from me. And if you need anything, you can always reach out to me. And I can't wait to meet so many of you guys on book tour in 2024. And I guess I'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.